Dude, man, what are we doing on top of this mountain, man? It's freezing up here. Not that cold. I told you it's going to be fun, Jim. I've never skied before. What do those black diamonds even mean? <laughs> don't worry about it, baby. Those are for those are for people that care about safety. All right, all right, all right. All right. Don't push me, man. Here I go. No, I'm no, getting ready. No, no, just point your skis down wait, and wait, go. No, no, wait. <laughs> <laughs> Happy 2024, Jimbo and Toddy. We're here. Talk the podcast. We are back. Jim did not die on the double diamond. I'll tell you what. I just wanted to get through a year of this podcast, and I didn't sign up for two. So what's going right, on? Year two, uh, I'm bringing another guy in. Okay. So this is your official oh, man. Uh, I didn't... appreciate what you've done. Uh, it's like a gold watch moment. Which is huh? really awkward because we're in your house right it's now. It's very strange. And it's all your equipment. All right. Well, hey, enjoy. I'll be outside. If you need something, let me know. Yeah. You don't mind us using your... No, your... it's fine. <laughs> it's fine. Just take it. How you been, bud? Good, man. I had a great Christmas. Loving life. Loving my kids. Awesome. Uh, got some cool stuff. Any highlights? You know? I mean, the whole thing, what, two weeks was a highlight. I just love yeah. being off with with them and got some really good gifts, got to give them some really good gifts. Awesome. Um, yeah. Yeah, I tried to give some, tried to do some pictures for my wife. She's not a big, we just don't have a lot of room for like a lot of pictures and yeah. she's a very clean freak as right. far as the look, the design. Gotcha. So made a couple pictures. I think she liked, she liked one of the three. Okay. <laughs> so one was kind of silly, me being tough in front of the kids on, on the beach. Yeah. These are beach pics. Right. And so I, I sent them off and had them made. Gotcha. But I don't know how well that went over, but whatever. Hey. You know, it was the thought that counts. It's the thought that counts. Yeah. Well done. But uh, yeah, how about you? I've how was your good. Christmas? You getting good stuff? <laughs> Christmas was good. Yeah, we uh, we traveled up north to Ohio and got a chance to see some family that we hadn't seen in a while. Yes. Uh, both Saw both of my, my daughters, which was great. Awesome. Um, but it was also a situation where throughout the course of the time we were there, some members of the family got sick. Yeah. My parents wound up getting sick. They were supposed to host Christmas Eve. Unfortunately, oh, no. that didn't happen, uh, which was really disappointing, I think, for everybody, but, but mostly for them, of course. You know, they had grandkids in town that they that they don't see very often. Right. So it was really, really difficult for That's them. That's tough. Um, but overall, I mean, it was it was fine. We had some good moments. We had some bad moments. Kind of kind of typical these days. Right. <laughs> but uh, but I had yeah. a good holiday for sure. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. Cool. Well, we're here for year two. Let's do it. I feel like year one went pretty good. We had... You know, we weren't we weren't perfect at it, but you know, we we're kind of in our stride. Wait a minute, wait a minute. I thought I thought we were pretty perfect. We're at pretty it. perfect. I just didn't <laughs> want to brag. Yeah, I know um, exactly. But I'm excited about this year. I think we're going to have some. We're going to try to do some some pretty. I don't know. Edgy is the word. We're just going to bring the juice. Absolutely, we've we're got some get, new ideas. Get some new ideas. Going to bring some some juicy, uh, interesting topics. Yes. Deep and dives. We've got some guests we want to bring yeah, in. Yeah, we've got some guests we want to bring we've in. We've talked about that. We want to do some field work, maybe get some recordings out in the field. Out in the field. Absolutely. We're going to be men in the field. Men in the field. And uh, and we also talked about uh, definitely um, being more aggressive on some video content as yeah. we move into 2024. We're oh, by yep. the way, we hooked up. We're What's now in Jim's studio. If, if you're watching this on YouTube, you know that we have video because you're watching this on YouTube. What up, YouTubes? <laughs> or something else. But... Yep. Uh, we're gonna have a little bit of this. I don't know if we'll get the whole thing on this, but uh, yeah, this is our this is Jim's studio. Yeah, and we've uh, got a camera rolling, and we'll see what happens, right? Yeah, it's fantastic. Gonna be fun. Hey, but I think uh, if you're okay with it, there's something I'd love to start 2024 art with. What's that? Well, I'd like to bring back what has undoubtedly been oh, the yeah. most popular segment of 2023. Right. You ready? Yeah. Let's do it. Your it's time two. for. Titillating Tidbites. 
All right, titillating tidbites. It's 20, back. Titillating tidbites 2024. 2024. I got to start off strong, right? Do it. All right, I was looking at the news the other day. I was reading the news, and I came across what I thought was kind of a funny article, but it made me laugh. Uh, you obviously are well aware of the 911 services we have here mm. in the United States. Yes. Well, apparently 911 is a service that's beyond just our nation. Right. Okay. And up in British Columbia in Canada, they have mm. a 911 service. They actually call it Ecom. Um, and their Ecom sent out a list of their top 10 nuisance calls of 2023 in top British 10 Columbia. Calls. Top 10 nuisance calls. These are actual calls people placed to a 911 center in British Columbia uh, up there in uh, in Canada. Yeah, the Great White North. Absolutely. Got beautiful, beautiful country up there. Eh? I had a chance to visit and uh, skied at Whistler and Blackcomb when I was young. When I was a young man. And I'll tell you, you told what, it me was, you couldn't ski. It was, no, uh, <laughs> yeah, that's right. I lied. I lied. It was a little bit of a lie. But anyway, here we go. Top 10 nuisance 911 calls in British Columbia from 2023. Here we go. Number 10, somebody called to ask for directions home from the Drake concert. Yeah. There you go. You know, you get lost. It's, hard. it's a tough life, you know. Uh, someone called to because the traffic light was taking too long to turn green. <laughs> Yo, this is broken. Yeah, nine one one called that's that one. That's an emergency. Yeah, if you got to pee. <laughs> someone else called because they lost a nose ring down the shower drain. Wow, definitely need a nine one one call on that one. Wow, sad. Um, their Airbnb host canceled their reservation. No way, man. Yep, that's a nine one one call right mm. there. Uh, there's the first half. Here we go. Second half. Their Uber Eats order was taking too long. Bro. That's a good 911 call. These are making me kind of sad more than anything. <laughs> sad for our, this for, is our for the human race. Civilization right it's now. It's not great, right? Um, a burger joint wouldn't let them in before opening. What? So, yeah, 911 on that one, baby. I'm going to call 911 on you. <laughs> I'm calling 911 on you if I can't get my Big <laughs> Mac. Uh, here we go. They couldn't find their cell phone. So they called 911. I don't understand what these people uh, are asking, you know, what they're hoping happens. Right? I don't I don't get the logic here. Here we go. The the uh, top 3 to complain about a pothole was right. a 911 call. Uh their McDonald's order was taking too long and finally their barber gave them a bad haircut. No wah, way. Wah. Wow, Canucks. 911. There you go. I would I'd would be able to like yeah, you know, I'd like to be just blame that on the Canucks, but <laughs> I would assume we're just as bad. It's, it's not... probably a bunch of Americans visiting, you know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> probably. All done by yeah. Americans. You got any tidbites for us, my friend? So before I do my tidbite, let's talk about the subject matter. So you allow, you let me pick the subject matter this month. It's a bad idea, I know. I know, I know, like always. I was in the woods not too long ago with my daughter and my and my dog, and just, I just doing what I do. I like to be out there playing around. I got to think about survival and, you know, this year – survival just so anyway today's today's theme is survival of all sorts and all sorts. and I'll kind of drive that conversation cuz I, I love it a lot of ideas in my head but my tidbit is about survival okay it's a very very relevant one for everybody absolutely you probably you might hope it's not a relevant one well we've one. learned how to survive if you need directions home from a drink right concert, we've got some so. great stuff there <laughs> um so if there's a rocket a grenade or a mortar coming your way yes and you hit the ground you know what you re- should do above all else uh, I mean, once you've taken cover and hit the ground. Um, cover your head. I don't know. Open your mouth. Open your mouth. According to the U.S. Army artillery, when you open your mouth upon the point of impact, it'll prevent a pressure differential okay. from a large explosion. Okay. Uh, and, and which the differential could form uh, inside your head, which protects your eardrums from blowing out, as well as your teeth exploding. Whoa. Teeth 
You know, they often said like you're supposed to like open windows when like a tornado comes yeah. or something. I wonder if Pressure. that's the same type same of thing. Same kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So yeah. That's a good survival All right. yeah. So Hopefully I... no one has to use that. <laughs> I will keep that in mind next time throw, someone throws a grenade at me. Right. Yep. Open yeah. the mouth. Yeah. Or there's a mortar inbound. Okay. So yeah. That's my tidbite. You but, got another one? Uh, well, that's that, that was it. Just one tidbite. I was waiting. I said a whole list in your hand. I was so excited. Oh, I've got some. I got some stuff. All right. We got There's stuff this, coming up. We got yeah, stuff this is coming the up. Yeah, tidbites. All right. Uh, I have one final tidbite. Unfortunately, it sort of departs from the survival mo- um, sure. you know, MO, but that's okay. Um, have you heard of the game Tetris? No. <laughs> of course. No one has, right? right. Uh, no, of course. T- uh, Tetris has been around for a long time. Uh, last year, there was an Apple TV movie that came yes. out about the making of the Great game Tetris. Movie. Really cool. Really cool movie. Um, I used to love playing Tetris when I was a kid. It yeah. was a fun game. A and fun even game. now, it's a great toilet game. <laughs> it's a toilet game. All, <laughs> it's all day long. Yeah. But uh, anyways, I, I just read an article earlier this week that was claiming that there was a 13-year-old boy who was the first ever to quote-unquote beat Tetris. 13 years. 13 years old. Now, I know that you know a little bit about this story. Yeah, I read it too. So why don't you go ahead and take me down that rabbit well, hole a little bit? Yeah, I mean, I was it, it, the headline, 13-year-old beats whatever, and then you watch it, and it looks like it's a more of a modern version than what we grew up with. Now, I don't know if that's actually true. I remember the black and white handheld Game Boy version as right. well as the original Nintendo NES version. version. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if this is the original version. It's just something to come along. Yeah. Irregardless of that, I watched the video of him beating it. Yes, and it's an amazing feat. Right, this kid and his his uh, I wouldn't say you know uh, comp- well his competition basically another guy who's a streamer right was playing. He was in the middle of a live stream. They show him playing. They do something where they, he he does this with his controller and it makes everything move. I mean, those guys. Just and got just to- so for because this is a radio based program, Todd's this. Oh, oh there's sorry, uh, there is a video. Yeah, he's like you're. I know. Explain what you're doing I'm for the for the audio fo- for the audio folks. And it's some sort of technique with the fingers, like you flick the fingers and you flick. So instead of pushing buttons down, you flick the fingers up, up. Okay. Uh, from underneath the controller. Yeah, and that's what this. I was watching this kid and he's got a stream, probably got a big stream going. Right. And one of his streamers is like, hey. He knew the kid's name. This kid's name is about to win. And, right. And this streamer stopped playing. And he was already like on level 100. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they switched over and they watched this kid level, what was it? It was like like level 157 or something like that. Level 100. Man, if I get to level 10, if I remember right. <laughs> you feel pretty good about yourself, yeah. right? Yeah. You're going to have a smile on your face. Well, it's it was interesting, too, the way they described how he actually technically, like mm-hmm. what happened when he beat it, right. right? Because a lot of times, for those of you that maybe don't play video games, and I I don't play as much anymore, but when I was a young person, I did. And when you would beat a game, you'd get like the credits would roll. Right, right. There'd be some sort of a, like a payoff that right. you would be able to watch. Whereas here... Technically, Tetris was never built to have an end, right? But it seems like at this stage of the level that he was on, the computer started to basically glitch or something, right? Yeah, yeah, it glitches at some for some reason. And 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 in its glitching, he sort of like broke the system. Yeah. And gamers across the world were were basically saying that was as good as beating the game. Yeah. So yeah. anyway, well, interesting. And, and what's weird is you have to do like a single line. Yeah. You know how in Tetris you can you can make one, two, three, or four lines yes. go away. Mm-hmm. And so he had missed it a couple. So this thing is ra- it's going so fast. Right. And it's raising, raising, and he misses the chance to get a one. And all of a sudden he gets a two. Right. And it, I mean it's like and, and this this his competition guy's watching this. We got it all on video. Like on his video, this other dude's video. Anyway, he finally got the one, it glitched. Yeah. 
and everyone went crazy. Yeah. It was fun. That's phenomenal. Well, hey, just to make sure we put a name to this person, this 13-year-old, his name was Willis Gibson, and in the gaming world, he goes by the the gamer name Blue Scooty or Scuddy. Blue um, Scooty. So yeah, anyway, Scott. congratulations to Willis. you, Mr. Scuddy. What you talking about, Willis? Uh, you, you definitely have earned that, 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 that trophy. Oh, hey. One more tidbite. Oh, God. Yeah. No, seriously. All right. Did you know the Himalayans were the largest mountain range in the world? I, I did know that, yeah. Just imagine how tall it'd be if him is standing. All right. So, survival. 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 Talking. So, so, where are we starting here? Well, so I'm kind of a... I'm a I'm a fake wannabe survivalist. You know, I wouldn't say fake necessarily. I just, I don't do a lot. I just, I like to go out and play around a little bit. I like to watch a lot of survival stuff. And, yeah, like Bear Grylls or something like Bear that. Bear Grylls <laughs> and, and all Grylls. that. And I'll do some stuff, you know, in the woods. I'll go out and play and do sort of start to build something. Then I'll get tired and leave. <laughs> right, right. Right. I don't build like a full shelter like they do. Um, but I've tried some interesting stuff. So I thought I would, uh, I thought we'd talk about a couple different things. Okay. About that first. Fire starters. Fire starters. What are good... Good, good. What's your what's your favorite go to fire starter? Oh, my favorite. It's uh, I like gasoline and a match. Works every time. Works every time. But it if does. I don't have that in my pocket, I don't mean starting yourself on fire. Gotcha, gotcha. Talk to me. One well, of my favorite things that I yeah. discovered from the survival yeah, yeah. fire starter world mm-hmm. is fatwood. Have you ever heard of fatwood? I have not. It sounds interesting. Yeah. Um, maybe. So dead branches, or depend on if you know if if a stump died. Generally, dead branches of conifer trees. Okay. So pine. Pine would be the best thing. Okay. But we don't have pine here. And I, I found that uh, we have a cedar. You can do, It works with cedar, too. So right, right. You know how on conifer trees, they usually have a lot of dead branches going up go, going up where they kind of snapped off? Sure, yeah. What happens is when a, when a branch is dying and a decaying, all that sap runs down. And, and in a conifer tree or in a pine, pine tar type of tree, that's flammable. Gotcha. So you break off you break off that dead branch right at the at okay. the tree. Sure. And you look inside, and generally, if you found the right if you found fatwood, it'd be really colorful, almost moist, depending on when it died. Even if it's not moist. Okay. And if you smell it, it smells dead like turpentine. Okay. You basically have turpentine wood wow. right there. You just kind of shave it off. Okay. Light it. I mean, it's basically. It's it's turpentine soaked, and that's what fat wood. That's is. what fat wood is, and it comes from conifer trees. It comes from conifer trees mainly. I mean, pine if you can get it. Okay. If you can't, if you find a conifer, um, okay, break it off, sniff it. All right, if it smells like turpentine, cut it into little strips. You know, and yeah, yeah. you've got you've got fuel out yeah, in the out yeah. in the uh, forest. Really interesting. That was made by nature. Yeah, I so, love it. It makes sense because you know pine tars. Yeah, sticky. It's literally yeah. like a tar. Yeah. So uh, that's pretty cool. You know something uh, in terms of fire starter. Now this is a your the 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 fatwood is obviously ideal because it's it's not like you you have to go into the forest with fatwood in your pocket. Right, you find it. You find it. Um, and what I'm about to suggest would be something you'd have to have taken with you to be prepared. Sure. But um, when I. I've led a lot of middle school and high school um, outdoor experience trips. Sure. And over the course of the years that we've done these, uh, we have had a lot of education with like outdoor survival uh-huh. and stuff. Yeah. And we've done some fire starter stuff. Love it. And one of the cool things that I never thought about, but they uh, they they use as like a whatever you want to call it, like a kindling almost agent mm-hmm. for a fire starter yeah. was uh, like the lint you pull out of your dryer lint trap. Oh man, um, you just took my, Oh no, you stole my thunder. <laughs> That's probably one of my second yeah. favorites when yeah. I'm around home. Yeah. I'm, I'm always yelling at the girls or my wife. I'm like, don't throw that away. Yeah. 
it's the one thing that we make for free. Right. That was, I was going to have a big old buildup on that, but that's okay. <laughs> I stole your thunder. No, well, yeah, no, no, like, well, well, deep dive it a little bit for me. Well, no, I was just going to say, hey, what, what is something that everyone has? It's free, and you're always making more even though you don't think about it. There you go. Dryer, Dryer lint. lint. Dryer lint. And, man, you just you kind of pull it apart. Yeah. You hit it with a spark, and it's yeah. going to go. And the spark, I think we were using the flint. The ferrule rods. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, no. Okay, what are those? So a ferrule rod is like a, it's like a fire rod. It's yeah, a, yeah. I don't know whatever it's made out of, mm-hmm. and you kind of scrape it. Gotcha, and then and it just shoots the spark on yeah. it. Yep, yep, yep. Is yep. that what you guys were using? We had some sort of like a little like it was like a some sort of a rock or stone type oh, thing, and, doing... and it was a little like a like a it was like a blade where you would sure you would hit the stone with it and okay, make the spark. It's a little different. Yeah, yeah I'm not sure yeah. what this. Yeah, I wish I could know more about. It. I, that's why yeah. I need this episode. I yeah. need to know more about what to survive with. Yeah, yeah. No, that's cool. So speaking of that, there's there's two there's three more fire starters that I really like. All right, talk to that, me. Well. Two that I know of, and one that I wish I like, wish I knew about. So one more that's not natural that it would be great to have are cotton balls. Okay, and you dip them in Vaseline. Put okay, a little, put a little Vaseline on them. Put a cotton ball. Put it in something metal or something waterproof. Okay. So cotton ball by itself, if you pull it apart, it's the same thing as like with the dryer. You hit it, it's gonna, you're gonna get, you're gonna start a fire. But with Vaseline, it kind of gives it that extra. It's gonna stay a little longer. It burns it's a little burn while. Yeah. while. Kind of like the fatwood uh, oils you're talking fat about. Fatwood yeah. oils. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep, yep. The natural one. What's one tree you can think of that's almost that, that, that produces paper for you, without having to cut it up and make paper out of it? Like a like a birch. Birch bark. Birch bark. Birch bark is perfect for a, as for a fire starter. That's the one that I don't know of. But sure. I, I've watched it plenty of times. Yeah. I've just heard all about it. We always see the bark birch bark trees peeling off. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's one of Bear's favorite things too. Yeah. Unfortunately, in Tennessee, we don't really have birch bark trees, not in abundance, and definitely not in the wild. What's funny is right here in my neighborhood, there's a road called birch bark. Right. And so, do you anyways, see any trees? Uh, not that I think of. Okay. <laughs> but I, yeah. I, I see it on the street sign. Here's one that this is the last one. Yeah. Because I don't think anyone wants to hear mm-hmm. about 700 fire starters. I just thought this is cool. Yeah. Um, and but I think it's interesting. So you take a metal container, you rip off. So this is one that you could make in the wild. Okay. If a bad situation happened and you got to. You need a fire starter. If you don't have cotton balls and you don't have a dryer, you didn't bring your dryer with you. You didn't bring your dryer with you. Happens sometimes. Rip off a piece of your clothing, find some fabric. Okay. So you'd have to have a metal container of sorts. Right. Tuna can, find some some garbage. It's garbage everywhere, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. You stick, now, you'd have to have a fire. (laughs) Right. Which kind of maybe presupposes, (laughs) you know, how do what a chicken before the egg type of thing. But if you got a fire, you got some fabric, you got a metal tin, you put your fabric, fabric in the metal tin. Yeah. Put the metal tin on. The fire as okay. close as you can without. You don't want to light the fabric, but you want the fabric to get really hot. What happens? What's called is char cloth. Okay. Well, basically, it it molds, smolders, molders, whatever the word is, inside that pan. It, it like fries itself inside that can. When when it comes out, you have this. You have fabric that smells like charcoal, and is about to fall apart, and will take a spark and start a fire. Instant, you know, almost wow. instant. So it's sort of like. You're making uh, th- this fabric ready to take with you as a survival yeah, tool. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. You, it, would, yeah. it would. If you needed, to, you know, more sparks or more. Starters, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. That's my fire starter thing. I like it. Interesting. Yeah. The fire is going to be something you need. Fire if you're is something in the, you need. We're going to talk about things that you need in our quiz. We have a quiz, of course. Uh, later quiz. on, quizzes are always my quizzes favorite. Are great. Yeah. Fantastic. Um, how about favorite gear? Now I know 
you're not a big survival guy, you know. I'm trying to be more. My my yeah. wife and I, you know, my wife Marika has really, and in recent years, been very interested in the idea of being mm. self sufficient. Sure. She'd love to live off grid yeah. with, can, you know, rain. I assume contained. that. I assume yeah. I could see you guys be like yeah, that. Yeah, she's a big. So we're getting more into that. So yeah. talk to me. Well, so give me a second. I want to go a survivor on the home, and that was one thing I was going to ask you because I know yeah. you guys are are more natural type of people. Yeah, I would assume you are. Um, we're very natural. People. You're very natural. I mean, you know, because you're, <laughs> you you're vegan, cool, dude. Yeah. You're naturally cool. We are vegans. I think yes. vegans is kind of an indicator of this is. We're from the planet Vega. You kind of want to be, you know, you have you have consciousness about the world around you, not just someone just walking through. Life. We try to, yes. Yeah. So before we get to that, if you had to like pick some favorite gear to have out in the woods for survival, yes, I just have a couple pieces of gear that I think are my favorite pieces of gear to have right out there is there something I mean do you can't you can't well you go out with the boys or yeah. the, the, the the class all the time right? yeah yeah yeah. I, I mean obviously water you want to have access to water some sort of a water source or right. an ability to get water that would be something that would be really big for me um, I mean just to be out in the wild uh, I you'd probably want some sort of a tool like a like a like a Leatherman tool or yeah. a, or a knife or something like that. Yeah, I don't know. Tool. Yeah, that'd be a good yeah, one. multi-tool. Yeah, a ferro rod would be very helpful. Fire starter. The part, mm -hmm. Well, yeah, even if you have the stuff that catches fire, if you can't start the fire, doesn't help. Now you can always hit two rocks together and try yeah. to find rocks, but yeah. I've never tried the manual fire starting yeah. methods with the yeah. the bow. Mm -hmm. You know. So I don't know, but I've seen guys have tried it for real. Yeah. And it doesn't look. You ever watch some of those reality shows where they actually try the the, the spindle or the yep, bow yep, and the, the bow, bow breaks. Yep. Guys' shoulders going out of place. Always, always. It always looks really, really, yeah. really difficult. Yeah. Do you remember the movie Castaway? I think mm -hmm. we even referenced it at one point yeah. in an earlier episode. There's a whole scene where he's trying yeah. to make fire. Yeah. I mean, yeah. He, didn't, he didn't realize he needs oxygen in yeah, there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it was yeah. cool. Very cool stuff. How about paracord? Oh, yeah. I love paracord. Yeah. I mean, it, it'll it save your butt if you keep it in one piece. If you need little pieces, there's yeah. like, I think there's seven strands inside of it. Yeah. Paracord, so, describe it for those that might not know. That parachute cord, you know, yeah. it's what, what the parachuters use. And it was built in a way, mm -hmm. you know, to be super, super strong. Yep. It looks like, you know, just a, a, a thick piece of cord. Yeah. But again, if you if you peel away the outside layer, either seven or nine other pieces of cord. Yeah. Um, and explain what is this going to help in terms of survival? It's rope. I mean, basically, it's it's right. rope. It, it mm -hmm. can tie things up, and I mean, yeah. If you've got if, if you get lost in the woods, you never know if you're going to have to descend, you know, a cliff or right. some sort of thing. Yep, yep. It sure would be nice. I I used to make these. I got into the making these bracelets. bracelets. Yeah, we did that on some of those school trips. Yeah, for a long time, and it mm -hmm. was like it was like I forgot how much. It was quite a bit. Mm -hmm. By the time you're done with the bracelet, you've got like eighty feet of paracord, a paracord on yeah. your wrist. Yeah. That could save your life. I mean, you don't want to jump down 80 feet. Right, no. Um, and it will definitely hold you. I mean, you'd have to be pretty big yeah. to break paracord. Yeah, yeah. Also, there, you know, there, I know there's guys that would use it in a way. You can take one of those little tiny inside pieces, yeah. put it on two sticks. Yeah. You almost have, you've got something that can make friction, something that can cut certain things. I mean, yeah. you're not cutting a tree down with it. but No. Uh, you know, it's interesting, paracord. What else? Whistles. Whistles, oh, okay. You want to bring a whistle. So people can find you. People can find you. You're tired. And, and it just sounds different than, yeah. you know, for, what if you fall and you can't scream? Yeah. You can blow. Yeah. 
but you can't scream. You know, funny story about the whistle is I have a backpack, a North Face backpack I've had for a couple of years. Mm -hmm. It's a nice backpack. Yeah. And I never realized, but one of the clips on the backpack, it's a plastic clip, but it actually doubles as a whistle. Nice. And I never even, it took me like two years to even figure that out. So yeah, um, yeah, I do have a whistle on my backpack. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I have a whistle on the thing that I think is also one of the most indispensable pieces of gear to have. Okay. Bear Grylls made it. It's, It's from Gerber. But it was the Bear Grylls version, and that's a knife. Okay. So he's got a knife that has, that knife kind of has a ferro rod, and the knife is the ferro rod. Nice. And on the end of it, it's got its little, it's little uh, whistle. So, so it's got, you it's got three things all in one. All so, in one. There yeah. you go. Multi-tool. So that's fun stuff. That's, that's important stuff to have. If you're, you know, you're going somewhere or you're going to go camping, you have to hike in there. You never know what could happen. Right. You know, bear attack or whatever. Right. Here around Tennessee, there's bears. Yeah, exactly. Um, but what about around the house? You know, what what, what, what could happen? And, and we'll get into what might cause you to need these kind of ideas. But sure. What kind of stuff do you guys do around the house where you're just either saving food, which is yeah. a good idea. Yeah. Or maybe something that might come in handy. Yeah, you well, know, you in know, a really bad situation. What happened recently, uh, as the whole world knows, is that you know we had that COVID thing happen, right? COVID, wacky COVID world, and that that period, that time period, everybody experienced it differently, but we can all agree it was pretty weird, right? It was weird. Um, and during that time, it, it definitely, it, among other things, w- caused my wife and I to think about the fact that, like, wow, like. I remember walking through Publix one day and it was weird because it was COVID, so everybody's wearing masks and then the power was oddly out and so they had all these generators power and it was just, it felt almost like I was living in this post-apocalyptic world. Dystopian world. world. It was so bizarre. Just like that. Yep, guns getting sold all over the place. Like it started, and so anyways, um, maybe we were thinking about sort of uh, survival type stuff prior to COVID, but COVID definitely lit a fire under our, you know, like you know lit a fire in our souls to think man what if we couldn't access mm-hmm. these 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 easy things like water and food right so when I, so as we started to think about um how we could survive a, a zombie apocalypse or, right. or whatever uh definitely growing our own food we've started to learn through growing small i mean obviously we've done gardens you and i have talked about our gardens gardens are great yeah learning how to do gardening better every year yeah um learning how to jar the stuff that we that we grow and have it last for months at a time yeah uh those are being huge things we've we haven't done this yet we've talked about wanting to install um rain collectors through our gutters and stuff so we can start to get water at least to water the garden at least to have something yeah yeah without a doubt uh light access you know whether batteries flashlights stuff like that easily accessible yeah um and then even the idea of uh, of having the ability to protect yourself in the event of some sort of an interaction whether that comes in the form of knives bows or bullets something or jujitsu yeah um you know there's been a little bit more of a thought that maybe this is something we'd like to have in yeah in our mindset so um talk to to me what about you no i mean i agree with all those are all great ideas i was going to mention a bunch of them too so you Mm -hmm. just keep stealing my thunder imagine (laughs) though the day that when you can't get water and you realize that you could have been collecting it you know yeah we have a rain barrel i mean i understand that not they don't look you know they may not look the way some people want them to look right um we have a barrel looks pretty nice we got at sam's years ago holds 60 gallons of water wow and we don't ever do anything with it i mean i I need i empty it every now and then you know, I probably should throw some bleach in there just to kill stuff and start yeah. over again. I think yeah. that's what you're supposed to do. 
But I mean, everyone has rain. <laughs> yeah. You're going to get rain. You might as well have some sort of collector. Right. And like ours is behind and under our deck. So it's not like anyone. It's not an eye sword. It's not an eye sword at all. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we have chickens, I mean, and we have gardening. So you, that water, you know, could c- be essential. Um, so yeah, that's, that's huge. I like that. And, and we're not prepper people either, but we're also, you, un, you know, we're realistic about where the world's at nowadays. So, um, for me, um, my green beans in a Mason jar, I think that was the coolest thing I learned. So yeah. the, I told, I think I've told everybody here, my biggest thing when I, when I did gardening this year is not so much getting the food, but learning how to get the seeds for the next year. Yeah. And I really feel like I did that. I've got yeah. tons of seeds. Awesome. I learned how to, and, and more importantly, like, well, not more importantly, but in, as important, I learned that I don't need to eat the green beans. I got bushels of green beans that I was like, I can't eat all these green beans. Right. Well, you're not supposed to, or you don't have to, you, you jar them, you let them dry out completely mm-hmm. and you put them in a Mason jar and supposedly they're, they're good almost indefinitely. Wow. You know, and they're, you know, just the, just the dry beans. You'd have to yep. soak them for a while, Yep. but it's food. It's food when you, you need it. About. Yeah, exactly. If you wind up in a bad spot. Um, you know, and, and, but although while canning is a great idea and I think everyone should have it, I, the skill that everyone should have and learn. Um, one other thing for people to think about is just canned goods from a grocery store. Yeah. Like there's 22 cent or there used to be, I haven't looked yeah. lately, but yep. you know, we have a little food market by me where it has the $1 aisle Yeah, you can get maybe nasty canned corn or stuff right. you don't really want. But these are, these are canned commercially. Right. They're just as good as anything, you know, canning wise. Sure. They may not be healthy and, right. but, or, you know, like super healthy, but in a situation where you're, you're starting to get really hungry. Yeah. You can be mad at yourself when you're getting hungry and you're like, Always. I could have spent 20 bucks on, yeah. You know, bags of rice or something. 40, yeah. 40 mm-hmm. cans of vegetables. Yeah. <clears throat> and so we we always have some of those and we just rotate them out. We have some that are years old. Yeah. Once they get like two or three years, I mean, they're probably not safe at that point. Sure. They will get botulism probably eventually. Yeah. But you gotta rotate the, the stash. You gotta rotate the then. stash. So yeah. that's, that's the cachet. Cool. You just, you never know. Yeah. That's it. I mean, and then again, water, water's huge. You gotta have, we gotta have some extra water. water source. That worries me a yeah. little bit because I don't know where I would actually get my water from yeah. in a, in a, in a pinch. Yeah. And so, but that's, that's why I'm, I'm doing things like this, learning yeah. a little bit. Yeah. You know? mm-hmm. And do you, have you, have you heard of life straws? I have heard of life straws. Yes. Have you used them ever? I've never used them. We have several of them. So okay. hopefully they work the way they yeah, say they're the, they, they claim they're the best thing yeah. in a bad spot. Well, that's the thing. I mean, you can drink muddy, gross water right yeah. out of a life straw. It's 20 yeah. bucks to get one. It used to be. It's a, like a rigid I, I, straw, right? Yeah, it's a straw. It's just a big. It's a big filter, basically. Mm-hmm. And supposedly you can get, you can drink some really nasty water through it and be perfectly fine. Yep. I keep saying prices, but I haven't. You know, if you don't check prices nowadays, and that kind of lends to what we're talking about. I mean, you know, economies are a little bit not shakier than they used to be. Yeah. Things are. You don't know. So yeah. what, what used to be twenty bucks, who knows, could be forty bucks nowadays. But God, our grocery <clears> bill, man, it's been off the charts. It's lately. crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. Mm-hmm. And my wife, you know, we're not vegan. We do eat meat, but she's been watching a lot of stuff on, on meat and things like that. And she's like, I don't want to buy from commercial meat places. And the thing is, local meat growers, you know, Growing if you meat. ever, if you ever was like, well, I can't afford it. Well, they're just as, they're the same price now as what's in the grocery store. Yeah. So why buy stuff from these disgusting commercial right. yep. things and just buy local yeah. from your local farmers who, and who you, you you may know. Yep. And it's probably a lot healthier for you. Yeah. 
less uh you're gonna, you're gonna find less uh whatever non the, the less pesticides, pesticides less all that type uh, of stuff yep uh, organic know. more organic yeah more natural all of that mm -hmm. all of that life straw so life straws are supposed to, it's supposed to you get you get ten thousand gallons per life straw of filtered water wow yeah exactly and i have a nineteen thousand gallon pool Right. So that helps. Wow, that helps. That's that's kind of, I'll drink that pool if you know, I have to. I now know where I'm going to get exactly. my water from. <laughs> but no, Jim. Just kidding. <clears throat> no, no, no. But yeah, water, water, water. Very, very, you know, we just don't think how much water we use because it's always like, I'm turning it on and there it is. Yep. But when you when you got to ration it yep. to take a bath, yep. to boil, you know, tea yes. or boil some eggs or, yep. you know, to wash your hands. Yeah. So not becomes, to Not to, uh, you know, belabor a point I already made, but... I just can't help but remember a scene at the very end of the movie Castaway, if you recall, when he's been rescued. Right. And Tom Hanks is like in this room with all this food. They were like getting ready to like yeah. celebrate for him. And he just picks up this lighter off the table and he flicks the switch and just a flame appears. Yeah. And how like for him to have that same result, flame, <laughs> took so much, much energy and work. Yeah. And it was so easy here in this modern yeah. world, you know. I just it was fascinating. Movie. It was yeah. a great movie. Mm -hmm. One last thing that everyone needs to think about having that we don't think about, something that we everybody, every kid our age used to have all the time. Yeah. And people, so a lot of people don't have any of these anymore. Um, any, any guesses? Um, Atari 2600s. No, exactly. I'm just kidding. You've got to have those. <laughs> no, I non motorized means of transportation, ah, aka uh, bicycles. Bicycles. Yeah. How are you going to get around? I mean, there's a lot of there's a lot of zombie land scenarios that are real to life where your cars aren't working anymore. Right, right. You know, e either either the computer has been blown out. Right. The, and we'll go over that in a minute. Or you're out of gasoline. Gasoline. Right. Maybe what if gas, you know, gasoline gets shut access. Off? Sure. Or you your know, car just breaks down. And you don't have the local mechanic down. to go as a visit. Yeah. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So, so many people don't have bicycles anymore. So yeah. Yeah. It's a good thing to have. It is a good Even thing. Even if to you have. don't ride them everywhere. You just, if you have them because they're there just in case right? it's a lot easier than walking i think we've, we may have forgotten how much nicer bicycles are yeah over walking yeah for sure I, I we actually just invested in some bikes this past year for the first time in years nice because i found some trails in town yeah. or nearby that we really wanted to do yeah but, um, i grew up on bikes i'm exactly we, i know we of the there. 80s man yeah. we, everyone yeah. had a bike you had to have a bike yeah Oh, com completely. So, I remember there was a like a meme online where I saw it was a picture of somebody's house and outside the house were like six kids' bikes just tilted over yeah. in the grass. And he's like, this is how I used to know where my friends were. Yeah, you know? exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's where all the kids are. Let's go hang. All right, so, you know, one... The next thing I want to talk about after we talked about all those things on how to survive is, I mean, is this all pie in the sky? Is this all just silly movie stuff? I mean, how do we get to zombie land? Is that something that can actually happen? Yeah. Is it? I love The Walking Dead, Last of Us, all these zombie apocalypse shows. Yeah. How do we get there? Well, there are, there are actually a few ways, real, really a few ways um, of getting there. And, and I'm not suggesting all of America is going to go black if you're in America listening to us. Right. Of course, we have... All of our non-American fans all over the world. All of them. Thank yep. you for listening. Thank you. You guys in, Bo bon, in Bangladesh, we really bonjour. appreciate you. Bonjour. Hola. Como estas? Como estas? <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, I used to live in Korea. I know that one. There you go. Yeah. Um, but, so we're not talking about a whole nation going out. It's very, it, it's very, uh, um, you know, easy to imagine just a, a local area. You get right. hit by a big storm. Um, big snowstorm. 
tornado services are out you have to you might have to survive for a day or two on your own for right. for some reason you know i don't you might not imagine that it's ever going to happen but if it's a big enough thing and the government can't get to you i mean what was it katrina where they it took them days to get it was get out horrible of horrible yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. There, there's we, there, we hear that over and over again where it just you think it's not going to be a long time and yeah oh shoot it's 10 days before yeah. whatever yeah. so yeah um and we have this funny guy uh from new york i don't know if you've ever seen his little videos he puts out around around here in, in the south um the new york guy that came down and he, he he did a series of videos a few years ago after he lived here for a while where there's like two or three flecks of snow coming out of the ground and he's running out going oh my god i gotta get the milk i gotta get the bread oh yeah that's how it feels yeah <laughs> because it's like you get in in the south in the south you know just a little bit of snow and everybody the, loses the, their mind the cupboards are bare <laughs> yeah. and covid like yeah um you know, I have, I have a friend, uh, Brad McKinney, here in town, talking about how he he was in Germany when COVID hit. Yeah, and when he got back, you know, it was a week or so into it, and one of the first things he was told was, "There's no toilet paper." Yeah, what a weird thing. And he's like, "Wait, is it? A, it makes you go to the bathroom? No, no. <laughs> there's no, but there's no toilet paper. No, you just can't get toilet paper. Yeah, everyone ran out and got, <laughs> and because I think one person, we probably have one person that started the toilet paper incident. Probably, yeah. Someone saw that. Crap, that guy's getting four four bags of toilet I got to get four bags, yeah. And then it was gone. <laughs> toilet paper's gone. Dude, and so, you know, I still have a stockpile of toilet paper I ordered from China <laughs> in my garage because it was because it started to be, this is the biggest problem with right. COVID. <laughs> and well, it wasn't, but I, I, I'm kidding. But yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah. we didn't mention that in the yeah. last segment, but I yeah. mean, maybe you mm-hmm. want some toilet paper because, <laughs> I mean, I didn't thought about it, but I'm like, I don't. These are things we just take for granted. Yes. And I, it, yes. it, it, it was kind of a panic situation. We're like, yeah. I don't want to run out of toilet paper. Right. I know it doesn't, COVID doesn't mean, I mean, people are buying toilet paper because of yes. COVID. It just, it shows how many things we, well, all the, all the, mm. all the conveniences we have that we take for granted. The other thing it showed though, which to me was, was, it's a sad reality is how in those moments, uh, we be, we as a, as a, as a species yeah. can become so Modern. selfish. Yeah. Selfish. And, uh, um, you know, it's a, and, 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 and just like I pointed out, I mean, even I had to go find, you know, I'm starting to stockpile toilet paper yeah, because everyone, you have to it was gone. Everyone else is. Right. So I was, I didn't like the, the, what it, what that sort of situation spoke to about who we were as a people. Yeah. And then people <laughs> yeah. on Facebook, you know, yeah. our little Facebook uh, town group was just yelling at each, stop yeah. buying all the toilet paper. Right. Exactly. And so, no, it really did. And it also shows the mob mentality that occurs and how people just, you know, once, once something is thought, then then everyone's thinking it, you know. Yeah. Yep. And so, and that's why with the guy from New York who comes down here and starts to snow a little bit, and all of a sudden the cupboards are bare. Yeah. Because people panic. Right. And nothing's even really happened yet. No. And so, most likely won't. <laughs> yeah. So what happens when stuff does happen? Yeah. What happens you know, when it does? Uh, when we get a huge storm out of nowhere. Yeah. You know, we get a, a number of tornadoes. Um, yep. So the you know the possibility of having you know nothing locally is is pretty pretty. Uh, Probable. It's not as as improbable as some people think. Exactly. Sure. Yeah. And you know, with all the hostility around the, in the world, around everybody being mad at everybody, the possibility of a localized attack from a homegrown threat or some external source, it, it should not be considered impossible right. any longer. Right. 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 And you know, under this scenario, it's possible that you could be without the ability to, um, you know, to get yeah water. Yeah. Water could be gone. Yeah. Um, I don't want to speculate the horrible types of you know attacks that could happen but no someone well, could attack the water source our, 
a, a book my wife is such a huge fan of, and I started to read, and I need to finish it. Um, it's not that I wasn't a fan of it. I got distracted sure. and something got, but it was called One Second After. Have you read the book One Second no, After? No, no. It was a, basically about there being an EMP attack yep. that wipes out everything yeah. that has any sort of electronical yep. component. Yep. And it literally plunges the people in that area into the Stone Age yeah. overnight. Yeah. And so all of these things you're describing mm. in this story really happen, or yeah. it's a story I realize, but it's a fascinating tale, something well, I think you'd be interested in. Yeah, for sure. because mm -hmm. 25, 20 years ago, 25 years ago, I remember listening to a podcast 25 years ago of a group that was petitioning Congress, and they they had been petitioning Congress for 10 years before that yeah. about the, 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 the dangers of an NEMP, a nuclear uh, electromagnetic pulse, mm -hmm. you know, sent two miles above the atmosphere, you know, you could put it on a dirty bomb, which back then cost $10,000 on the black market. You get a mm -hmm. nuclear warhead, you explode it above America, and it takes out possibly our entire electrical grid. Electrical grid. And since then, I've found, just in my um, research for this show, I've found that, uh, <clears throat> that, that, that the electric companies claim that they we have a little bit of backup. They have a little bit of, you know, ways that can get us back on quite quite a bit faster than they thought. But... Who Still, knows? Who knows? It's it's out there. Yeah. And yeah, and with everything that if it has a if it has a computer in it, according to this scenario, it's dead. Okay. Which is every vehicle. So much vehicles, yeah. It's it's your it's your semis. It's anything when connected semis to the internet. Stop, you don't get food. <laughs> yeah. So no more food. No coming. more shipping. No more shipping. No more transportation. Exactly. You know, your car doesn't work. Yep. So and, and how <clears> tethered we are as as a as a people these days to things like the internet. Yeah. That would no longer exist, at exactly. least in that scenario. Exactly. It's an interesting thing. Yeah. So a good generator might be an, an idea. Yep. Again, that's going to last you for a little bit. Yep. But, you know. No, I've thought about it. Yeah. Um, I've actually really wanted to. I've wanted a generator. I've thought about solar panels, thought about all this stuff. Solar it's panels. all expensive. That's the yeah, problem. Exactly. It's, it, some of it can be very cost heavy up front. Yeah. Um, it is, you do run in that thing though, like you'd mentioned, like when it, if it ever does happen, you're going to regret that you didn't spend, so, I mean, obviously buying canned food is going to be an easier investment than yeah. of a generator. Yeah. Um, uh, but anyway, but you can get what you can, you can get a generator for four or $500 nowadays. Yeah. And, but you, then you have to have 20, 40 gallons of fuel, of fuel, which isn't bad. Right. But yeah, that's only going to get you what a day or two. Right. You know, it's going to run through it pretty quick. So. Yeah. Yeah. That's a temporary solution. That's not as important as all the other, as, as the water and stuff. Uh, one other scenario, solar flares. Solar flares. I mean, no, it's a scientific, you know, thing that scientists really don't know how bad a, a large solar flare could affect us. Yeah. What 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 they say is it could cause, um, uh, forgot magnetic, something magnetic storms. You know, if anything, it could cause you know a lot of storms to happen on which you know sure. on the earth. Interesting. So it could cause. More issues. Yeah. Or a solar flare could just be a big... It's an EMP itself, basically. Yeah. So if we get a big enough solar flare to pop, you know, to pop some stuff. Yeah. <clears throat> All that just to say, you know, you should be prepared. Yeah. There's... Not to be silly about it. <laughs> no, 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 no. And I don't... You know, I mean, for the longest time, I used to look at... I mean, I probably used the term like doomsday prepper yeah, in, yeah. in a very negative <laughs> way. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I never would want to, you know align myself with who in my head I was envisioning in those scenarios you know yeah. some crazy person that's just always like right. living in the woods some of them are waiting yeah, waiting in their panic room for right. the end of the world um, that's not where I am 
but I, without a doubt, over the past couple of years, have just started to look at all of these scenarios with just a little bit more seriousness. Yeah. And just started to educate myself a little bit. You know, like you said, just where could I get water? How yeah. could I grow food? You know, I'm not digging a panic room and laying in the ground waiting to die. But yeah. I'm also trying to make it where um, my wife and I oftentimes will will be in a room with people and we'll be like, yep, they're getting eaten by the zombies first. You know, it's right. like we sort of identify who's the weaker members of the clan yeah. uh, and who might actually have a chance in a situation that wasn't less than perfect. Right. And we try to make ourselves strong enough to be the ones that might yeah. uh, be able to live a little bit, a little longer. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. That's funny. Well, so let's talk survival shows. Okay. Really quick. Really quick. I've got, here's what I got. I got. A couple survival shows. I got a quick quiz. And then I just wanted to say one more thing. Let's do it. And I think we'll be done. That you sounds know, good to me. Besides anything else you want to say. Yeah, sure. Um, oh, you know what? Let me go to this. This is weird. Purifying water. You know, you want you know, like if you're in a survival situation, you want to purify water. Let's say you're at a campfire or whatever. Uh, I just asked a quick question of AI of some ways to purify without a bowl. There you go. What okay. if you don't have... a a metal bowl to purify. I mean, you're supposed to boil water. What if you don't have the metal Something thing? to contain, a container? Okay. <clears throat> Come up with some really good ideas. Uh, dig a hole near your fire. Uh, you put some dry rocks around your fire to get them really hot. Okay. Uh, in the hole, you line the hole with rocks, leaves, or whatever, so you're not getting mud necessarily in there. Okay. Once the rocks are hot enough, you know, you fill your, you fill your hole with water, you drop your rocks in the hole, the rocks boil the water. There's your boiling. There's your oh, there's wow. your purified water. Great idea. Get a couple sticks. Don't grab the don't grab the rocks with your bare hands. <laughs> yeah, okay. But uh, yeah, because rocks will get super super hot. Love it. You don't want to get river rock. River rock can explode on you. Can hold moisture. Okay. So that's why I said dry rock. So if you're looking for rocks to, to, to keep and rocks will keep you warm at night too. Wow. I've seen guys like in Alaska with a just a blanket. Yeah. Where they they made these rocks super hot. They dug a trench, a shallow trench. They put the rocks in the shallow trench, put dirt over the top. And they slept on top of that and stayed warm the whole night. So that's interesting. Rocks are, you know, rocks are pretty powerful. You know, I can think of one like in the summertime. Uh, if I walk next to a building that's had direct sunlight uh, on it all day, that, that that there's so much warmth that yeah. radiates from just the bricks and yeah, stuff. Concrete, so interesting. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. So that's one way. Um, oh, so purifying water instead of boiling water, you can uh, if you're if you're close to a stream, come back a few feet, dig a hole. Now that water, so if you're near the stream and you're worried about, uh, you know, feces or whatever, which you should be, you shouldn't drink straight from a stream. Right. Um, if you come back a few feet and dig a hole and then leave it for a while, mm -hmm. that hole should fill up. Right. Because it's close to the stream. If you're downstream, you know, if you got a good flow of water. and uh, But now it's been filtered through yeah. the rocks and the sand. Yeah. And you've got filtered water. So yeah. Yeah. that was a couple good ideas. I like it. Is that it? Is that all the ideas? That's all the ideas I had. Hey. You got any favorite survival shows? Um, favorite survival shows. Let me think for just a moment. Um, oh, goodness. No. <laughs> Alone? Have you ever watched Alone? I haven't watched Alone. Oh, my gosh. I, I, watched Alone. I love Alone. The premise of Alone is they put 10 guys literally alone, guys and gals, and there's some wonderfully awesome women at, at survival. Yeah. Um, and they, they'll put them somewhere close, but they can't, I mean, they're miles away from each other, but they're all within a certain right. area. And it's usually a dangerous place. Somewhere right. in Canada, where there's a lot of mm -hmm. black bears. Um, yep. And the last person to 
call in to tap out wins fifty thousand or right. five hundred thousand or a million dollars. I know my son John really likes that show. It's a great he show. Watches it because yeah. there's a you get to watch them build shelters and yes, you know, and they're they literally alone. So they have to they have like fifty pounds of camera equipment. So they yeah. have a two week base uh, uh, basic camp to teach them how to actually make their own little show. Right. So that part of their part of their basic training is just to learn how to do camp yeah. cinematography. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I do love watching when people are like. I mean, I there are shows in my past that are that are more fictional. Right, you're talking about like a reality type thing where people yeah. are surviving, which is more accurate to what we're talking about. But when I think of shows like Lost, when they were all stranded on the yeah. island and they had to survive, or yeah. you know, shows like that are fun. I, I, I but um, I love watching. Like there are, if you scour YouTube, you find these videos of these guys and women that go off into the woods and all by themselves, they'll set up a little camera and they build a whole cabin. Yeah, like they cut down the trees themselves. Yeah. I mean, it's, they do the whole thing, and yeah. they, and the, and they'll like within 20, 25 minutes of this little video, you'll see them what yeah. they what they're able to do with just the natural resources is yeah. incredible. I know that still isn't a survival show. Yeah. Um, and one of my favorite survival episodes of all time was on The Office with Michael Scott. It was right. called Survivor. Dude, Survivor he almost Man. died. He almost ate. <laughs> and the first a thing he did is he he cuts all of his clothes up into pieces and he ties them on his head and then he duct tapes them all back together when it gets cold. Dwight's watching him the whole time. <laughs> that's right? my favorite Survivor show of all time. That's funny. Michael Scott. Yeah. Survivor Man. So yeah. that's a good one. That was a good one. Yeah. yeah. Uh, number two for me, it's a brand new one. I've just been watching, but I really like it. Although the hosts are a little cheesy, but it's called Homestead Rescue. Okay. So you've seen the restaurant rescue, the bar rescue. I have not. I haven't. So there's the, the premise of those type of shows is I own a business. It's failing badly. Right. I call you the expert in to help rescue gotcha. me. Gotcha. Okay. You usually got a bit of an attitude, yep. Yep. but it's tough love. Mm-hmm. You know, you might break, because I've been doing a lot of stupid things. Yep. You're going to yell at yep. me for a little bit. Yep. I'm going to break down. You're going to help me, you know, and then you're going to rescue my bar. Makes sense. <clears throat> they literally have that for homesteaders now. Okay. It's on Discovery. It's called Homestead Rescue. They got a guy that spent his whole life in Alaska. He's his son and his daughter that he raised to be just like him. The daughter is the gardener. The son is the hunter. Yeah. And they come into these homesteads that are, you know, these people that moved to Montana, they buy 30 acres in Montana to be homesteaders. They have no idea what they're doing. They don't know how to hunt. Okay. They don't have any water. They're driving 40 miles per day every day wow. to buy 40 gallons of water. Right. Um, you know, they want, they have goats, but they don't have a goat pen. So their goats are at the, it's, it's just that kind of ate up yeah. stuff. So yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. it's fun to watch. I mean, it's, and I get, it's not just fun. Cause I, yeah, I know the formula of the show. But inside that formula, there's some really awesome nuggets. Yeah, yeah. Like, so that very same show, the lady wanted this garden, but she lives on the side of a mountain, and they're like, "You can't have. There's no flat spot." Right. You know. Well, just, well, they have this road that's a little bit down the hill. She's like, "No, I want in this pretty. No, you, there's no sun over there. So this road here that that leads into a cliff, the sun is facing the cliff. So they literally dig out into the. They dig into the cliff. Okay." And they, they take the, the, the logs and the stones from their own property to line it. So this is where the sun, and then they build a freaking uh, greenhouse. Within the mountain. Within, within the into, cliff. Into the cliff. Wow. And it's lined with those rocks, so the rocks are keeping it warm. He builds a heat sink with rocks. He basically takes this black pipe, sticks it up in the air outside, so in the, in the summer heat, I guess that heat comes down and sucks it in, and he has all these rocks underneath it. Okay. So that at night, it's still warm. It's, Interesting. It's warm on Anyway. Things like that. Yeah. Naked and Afraid. Tell me you've watched Naked and Afraid. I, I have heard of Naked and Afraid. I have not watched it, no. That's another funny one. <laughs> Again, it's got a it's got a you know, its own stick where they're all naked. The title is, alone, yeah, is pretty it's interesting. Terrible, but they do have to survive and it's pretty fun to watch. Yeah. Is step one, find something to put on or no? 
<laughs> not generally, no. <laughs> no okay. They're trying to find food. They're trying to make fire. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's funny. Yeah. There's one where there's they, they pair up, but you know, there's two guys um, trying to get um, some electric eels out of a water oh, source. Oh, my gosh. And literally, gah! <laughs> <laughs> it's one of the funniest episodes ever. Uh, and they're naked doing this? Oh, they're naked. Okay. You don't see the nakedity. Yeah. I mean, you might see a yeah. butt. I like that word, nakedity. Yeah, nakedity. That's, that's a good a, word. That's a, yeah. I made that up. <laughs> it's a good one, though. Yeah. Finally, the col- there was a movie, and it's, I think it only ran a season or two. It was called The Colony. Okay. And what they would do is they literally would put a pe- put a group of people in a post-apocalyptic situation. Yeah. They, t- they had this warehouse. They owned a whole city block. Right. And you're stuck in a warehouse post-apocalypse survive yeah and they had agitators that would come and like gotcha. bang, bang against it and yeah yeah that was pretty cool so I, I don't know if you can still find that but if you can those are some great shows that's where i learned about uh what was it called a woodifier okay so one of the older guys there who was a scientist i guess the is he learned from jews who were who were trying to escape nazi germany they didn't have any gas okay it's called a gasifier so if you have a tank let's say so you have you have uh, a a a, a good sealed tank. Okay. And then you, what you do is you put that inside of another tank. Okay. All right. Got it? Tank and a tank. Tank and a tank. Smaller tank, bigger tank. Okay. And the smaller tank, you put wood in it. Okay. Okay. And you seal it up, and hopefully you have a place for the for the gas to escape. So now it has wood. On the outer tank, you build a fire around it. Basically, you're burning, you're, you're doing the same thing with the char cloth. You're, gotcha. you're not catching the, the wood on fire, but you're making it smolder. Gotcha. It puts off methane gas. Okay. So, and then out of that, if you're catching that, that's methane gas that can run a car. Wow. Literally, this guy drove, they literally drove away. He built this wood, this gasifier with wood. They didn't have gasoline. Amazing. And he, he ran it right into the carburetor, started the, started Amazing. Up and just, they drove away. Yeah, so. people know stuff, man. It's interesting. I know. You know a show you didn't reference, which surprised me? And I, I'm probably thinking of. Well, Survivor, <laughs> which oh, yeah. has run the most the seasons of any reality yeah. show or something, you know. Yeah. Uh, did you watch Survivor? Ever? I did the first few years. It became more game showy, yeah, than yeah. anything. Where, yeah, you know, other more more realistic ones that came along. Yeah, yeah it's fun. Yeah. It definitely what led the it led the path for us all. I mean, yeah, so into a, into the world of yeah, Survivor. I definitely watched the first three or four seasons. I was yep. captivated, but then and, was and, like, and also the other one that once again I have seen very freak very infrequently, but the Bear Grylls show, which was oh called yeah, I like Survivor Bears. Man, right? Or what was his called? No, there was a Survivor Bear. No, 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 forgive me. What was his what was show called? called? Bear. What was it called? Was it called Survivor Man? I don't know. I think there was a Survivor Man. There was another guy, less somebody who has, he was okay. actually by himself. Okay. Where Bear had a whole production team. Yeah. And then you find yeah. out that he actually was staying the night in <laughs> hotels and stuff. He was cheating. Yeah. Anyway. But um yeah, that's a great question. Sur- I have to look it up now. We'll figure it out. Yeah, it doesn't Our matter. listeners can can doesn't let matter. us know. I, yeah. I think the ones I listed are the best ones. I understand. Real. I understand. I'm just kidding. Hey, so, Quiz time. You said you had some some trivia. Real, trivia real quick. You ready? Uh, it's time for some trivia. Quiz time. Tri- quiz <laughs> trivia time. <laughs> All right. All right. These aren't going to be easy. Some of them might be. Well, for me, everything's easy because I'm just so brilliant. You're, you're brilliant. You're yeah. brilliant. Let's do it. Um, these are really, yeah, there's some questions, and I, you may know some, you may not know. Hey, what movie portrayed the 1993 event in the Andes Mountains where the Uruguayan rugby team crashed and had to eat each other to survive? Was it called Alive? Boom. Told you you'd get everything. There right. you go. There you go. Yeah. 
What party of people got caught in the Sierra Nevada mountain range during the winter and had to resort to eating each other? Um, and, I, you know, I, here? and I really wasn't sure about your uh, your sound effect, if it was a correct sound effect or an incorrect Boom. sound effect. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, you didn't, <laughs> look, okay. you didn't look happy. I wasn't sure. Um, right. uh, I would say that was called uh, Alive. <laughs> I don't know what it was called. I'm sorry. No, no, the the, the family, what the, the the family name? It was the blank family. Was it called the Swiss Family Robinson Part Two, where they eat each other? <laughs> the Donner family. The you Donner never heard of the family. Donner family? I have heard of them. Now that you yeah, say, that. yeah, yeah, they yeah, got yeah, stuck yeah. in some bowl, yeah. and there was a lake. They thought, oh, we're gonna fish while well, it froze really quick. All right, all right, all right. Uh, okay. If you know where I'm from, approximately, you might know where they originated from. The Donner family. I was shocked to find this out. Not exactly my hometown, but very close to my hometown. Um, Chicago? Capital of my state. Um, uh, Which is not Chicago. That's not, not Chicago. Yeah, uh, Illinois. Capital of Illinois. Oh, my gosh. Can you believe that? Also, I'm, the I'm, Simpsons live there. Oh, Springfield. Springfield, I'm Illinois. Sorry about that. No, that's all right. Illinoisans. <laughs> I didn't know that, but I guess the Donner family originated from Springfield. From Springfield, Illinois. so that was cool. There you go. All right, this one I de- you definitely won't, wouldn't know. but I uh, love how I didn't know the capital of Illinois, but I knew where the Simpsons were. I know, lived. right? Yeah. That's genius, right? Way to go. You'd be calling 911 about losing <laughs> your cell phone. <laughs> I'm going to call 911 about this Oh, no, wait. I'm trivia. holding my se- Never mind. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. So did they just eat those who succumbed to the situation, or did they murder the Donner family? Murder. Um, is this a trivia question you're asking me? Just asking it. I, I don't even really know the story you know, that well. So how am I going to answer right. this, you know? Apparently, they also killed, so they generally ate people who just died of starvation or gotcha. freezing to death. But apparently, there was two American Indian guides that they brought along who they decided were indispensable. Typical. Or did they think they were dispensable or that they were tasty? They looked tasty. They looked tasty. <laughs> I remember in the uh, in the show um, uh, The Last of Us, when yeah. they come across the group of people that are feeding them... <laughs> They're feeding them each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not great. Anyway. No, and there was a Walking Dead episode where they're doing that stuff too. But anyway, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Three. What is the rule of three in survival? You can you can survive approximately three minutes without air. Three hours without. Mm, it's a general rule. Three hours. It's a general thing. General, especially in extreme conditions. Uh man. I mean. I always think water and food, but I'm, I know you can live without water and food for far more than three hours. So I don't know. I have to eat every three hours or I die. <laughs> or you die. And then think of an extreme, especially cold situation, maybe a desert. You can't really go three hours without, without some sort of heat? a... Without some sort of a, I don't know, just say shelter? Tur- three, yeah. What? That's what it says, the rule three. That doesn't make any sense. Three hours without a shelter. I guess you'd have to define the the conditions. If you're stuck, you know? yeah. I mean, that's, yeah. So a lot of people will say that's the most important thing over water and food is a shelter depending on yeah. your situation. You can live without a shelter for more than three hours in many scenarios. I like, I don't want to go outside for over three hours. <laughs> three days without? Three days without water, I would think. Three weeks without? Food. Exactly. There you go. The, the rule of three and Jim contests. I can test the shelter one only based on its time frame, not that you don't need shelter. What are the 10 essential items for outdoor survival? Oh, now, God. these are generalized. So I have to really give all 10? I'm going to have to help you here because... A pitching wedge. Uh, right. No, right. Yeah, pitching wait, wait, wedge. I'm sorry. That was my dad's top 10. You go. Right. Go ahead. Go ahead. Right. So you need uh, navigation. Okay. Like a compass or something mm-hmm. or what? Okay. Insulation. Like a so extra clothing. Clothes. Illumination. Like a light, a li- like a light. torch or something. First aid, elation. First aid, they, they were all like 
First aid? Uh, sure. Well, well, something we talked about earlier on is a, at the very beginning of the show. Like fire starter? Fire starter. Yeah. Uh, you mentioned the good one. And you were just kind of you were just kind of hand boning. You uh, were hand boning. You said, uh, uh, like a like um like a knife or something. Multi tool, multi tool, some yeah. kind of tools. You need nutrition, food of some sort. Yeah, hydration, Liquid, sure. The one that you can test: emergency shelter, shelter, sure, and sun protection. Okay, all right. So that's the ten. Don't want to have. You don't want those sunspots. You don't want to burn. Yeah. yeah. What if I want a nice deep bronze tan though? Is yeah. that is that okay? Yeah, that's why you bring sun you bring suntan lotion. Suntan, sunblock. Like fifty yeah, exactly. XPF fifty, yeah. One more that you probably won't get, but we can we can work out together. What is the acronym of the order of survival priorities? And the answer is pride. P R I D E. P R I D. What give me at least yeah, so this these are your survival priorities. All right, so P is going to have to be P is I'm 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 starting off on a bad foot. P, uh, punching, punching, <laughs> punching a punching a bear will keep you <laughs> protection. Protection. All right, protection. R has to be um, to be able to to I I don't know, I have no idea. I'm sorry, I don't know. Rescue. Rescue. You. So oh so protect rescue. Uh huh. All right. I starts with an I. P R I. Mm-hmm. Uh, insulate. Insulate. All right. He's grabbing his shirt. He's giving me hints. P R I D would have to be. Um, uh, you would have to stay. I don't know. What, what are you doing? Oh, you almost did it. Dandruff. You have to, to stay dandruff. <laughs> yeah, just stay. Get rid of that dandruff. I don't know. What's D? I'm drying my hands off. Dry. Stay dry. dry. Oh, you, you have to stay dry. You get to stay dandruff. <laughs> I thought you had it. Man, I thought dandruff was the answer. Go ahead. And then the final one e? is E. Um, your favorite one. Uh, protect from from the sun, from energy, from exposure, from exposure. Oh, wow. so you need shelter. I, I got none of those. Why yeah. don't you, for our listeners, without me interrupting, what Pro- are the five again? So pride. Now these are the orders. This uh-huh. is the order of survival priorities: protection, rescue, insulation, dry, and exposure. Okay, that's interesting. So yeah, make sure you're not getting killed. Don't try to build your shelter when a bear is gnawing on your right. leg. Right. Yeah. It, you I'm like, know. Do the bear first and then do the shelter. I think about it as I can tie it, everything back into jujitsu, right? Because right. priority number one, Everything's if you're about jiu-jitsu. don't don't go, uh, don't get choked out, right? Right. Don't worry about the guy's leg if his if he's choking you. If you're losing blood, if, you fall <laughs> if asleep, you're about to die, exactly. address that first. Yeah. So interesting. Yeah, that's it. That's it for me. Well, there is, you know, I had kind of had a little little mini speech here about surviving 2024 in general. Yeah. You know, I think we all know it's an election year. Yeah. Uh, and maybe one of the most contentious of our lifetime. Oh, God. Um, surely one of the most contentious in the history of our country. Yeah. And, you know, this is just me spitballing last night. And I, I it, you know, let's get your opinion here. But this is the last thing I got. I mean, just, I think the best way to survive with all this is to realize that the other side is not your enemy. Uh, there are things that we care deeply about and we maybe defer deeply about. Uh, but like Jim and I, I think that we are, we probably vote differently on certain, you know, things. Um, but you know, I have strong feelings about some stuff. Um, but I also know, for the most part, that I think uh, it's still true. For most part of the majority of people in America, they're, they're, that we're all well-intentioned, good people. That we may just disagree. Uh, and if you know, if you want to disagree with my opinions, you can be wrong. Yeah, <laughs> you're allowed to be wrong. You're probably wrong. But you know, I mean, and like I said, I, you know, Jim and I are best buds, or, or really good buds. I mean, he's not my best friend. He's probably three, five. I don't know. I'm working out that list. He's working out the list. Yeah. But he's, I mean, you know, we might be, you know, on opposite sides of the thing, but how could, 
Jim's a great guy. You know, I'm a great guy. You're an I amazing mean, guy. You're an amazing guy. And I think, you know, if, if someone's telling you, uh, you know, on your side of the aisle that the other side are these evil people, you might want to shut that off. Yeah. Because, I mean, they get paid yes. to make you upset. That's correct. Um, and they might have good intentions, but if they're, you know, if they're one of the people that you like to listen to and they're trying to get you riled up against the yeah. other side. Yeah. It's probably not going to help you survive 2024. No, it's going to be a wild ride. And you know, when you and I sat down a year ago to put this show together, I think above all else, what we really wanted to create was an atmosphere where people could tune in and listen to two people that maybe not always agree, right? but it's always a civil discourse. Yeah. There's always a lot of respect. And I, I mean, essentially wanting to model between the two of us, the type yeah. of behavior I, I, I love to see in the real world. Yeah, you know? yeah. And if to hearken to what you said earlier, this the pride step one was protect, right? Right. I think the the way I'm going to survive 2024, like you said, when I start to watch um, something that's feeding me a lie, that's right. trying to tell me my neighbor is my enemy, right? Protect myself by turning it off. Yeah. I don't need that. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Um, love one another, my friend. Yeah. Because what good does it do to be no. angry all the time? No, it doesn't. It doesn't. Even if it was true. Yes. Go over and try to change. <laughs> be his friend. You yeah. know what I mean? Be, be their friend. I mean, the, this whole, every, everyone wants us yep. to be upset. There's money yes. in, in having people there be emotional. There is money in having people be and, and And keeping us distracted from the things that matter. Exactly. And I'll tell you what, most of my friends see things uh, in, in a variety of beautiful ways yeah. that are oftentimes vastly different than the way I see them. Right. And by and large, uh, I love these people with all of my heart, and it doesn't matter to me, you know? Um, so, hey, I love you, brother. Love you too, man. And we love you guys. We love you guys. And hey, we're going to streamline a little bit this year. Um, if people are interested in joining in on the conversation, and please do. And please do. We're, uh, we are available at uh, talk. No, wait, 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 wait. Feedback. Feedback at talkthepodcast.com. Dot com. Exactly. Soon, it's only been a year. Yeah, right. You can't expect me to memorize Send us an everything. email. Leave a comment on a YouTube video. Yeah. Um, we're going to have some stuff on Instagram. Yes, we, we will. We may get a TikTok. We're going to do some YouTube shorts. Yeah, we're going to get if, all that done. If you're listening to any of this, uh, talk to us. If you got some uh, topics you want to hear us do, uh, we'd love to find out what, what you'd be interested Absolutely. in. Absolutely. I, uh, I think I'm done talking for now, though. That's it, man. I'm going to go survive. I haven't eaten in like... <laughs> It's, an hour. <laughs> Once you go outside, you've got three hours. It's been over three Make hours. Make sure you get back inside. I gotta soon. get inside quick. Okay. Yeah. Hey, but for Talk the Podcast, I'm Jim. I'm Todd. And we'll catch you next time. Peace.